Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Harrison Boone Podcast. What's your last name, Dave? Robledo. Robledo. Italian. Spanish. 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 I get Rob Elbow a lot. <laughs> Robert Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Rob Elbow. <laughs> it's funny because some people actually like totally disregard my first name and call me Rob. Really? They like just as a surname. I don't know why. It's kind of like they see Dave and then Robledo, and they just disregard Dave completely and just shorten it, call him Rob. What do you get as a nickname? Rob. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Well, now Bam Bam. So Dave Robledo yeah. from Bam Bam Clothing, or is it Bam Bam Inc. Or what is it these days? Because it started out as hats, and now you just yeah. I saw you in the shoe shop the other day and you yeah. brought out a line of custom shoes. What shoe yeah. shop was that again? Springcourt. Springcourt. Yeah, I saw the logo out the front. I was like, yeah. the day's coming. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I walked over and said hello to you and walked around the shop and I'm going to be honest, the shoes were so basic but everything you touched was phenomenal. Thanks, like, man. really cool. It was, uh, to get to the get to your question... It, it started out as Bam Bam hats, and then it's kind of it has evolved into, you know, I do my own pants and I do jumpers and I do the shoes from Springcourt collaboration with those guys. So I, I call it it's called Bam Bam, but yeah, it's it's more than just hats now. Yeah. And it's spelled B X M B X M. Yeah. Is there a reason for the spelling? The odd spelling? Yeah, there was the reason behind it is because I couldn't get bambam.com. So when I uh, when I wanted to try and make it official of what I was doing, um, Bam Bam was obviously pretty popular, so that, that was taken. And then, kind of, are we on now? Are we are we rolling? We're rolling. <laughs> We're two minutes in. I guess, <laughs> well, I guess this kind of starts from the start. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It all came about. Yeah, go from the start. Yeah. 
Well, for, it's, it's interesting, you know, from the start where you started to now doing collabs with Spring Court. Yeah. And you're, I, I walk through Bondi and I see your hats everywhere now. But in saying that, not everyone's wearing them. I just see them all over Bondi. Like they're, they're, they're like a local icon and it's like, it's a huge Bondi flex to be wearing a bandana hat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, honestly, you know, thank you. I appreciate that because... It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see that side of the of where it's gone because mm. I'm just I only bought one to feel superior and flex on others yeah. while I walk around Bondi. Yeah, well, you know that's why we made a, <laughs> a big big skull on the side of one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love mine. Hey, yeah. I really like mine. Yeah. I uh, I enjoyed the process of like I, I you walked me through the entire hat, so mm. I had an idea of what I wanted. And you walked me through the entire process. Yeah. And at the end, even though I, I got very, very, way more exceeded my expectations and very similar to what I was after, um, and, and again, it exceeded my expectations of what I wanted, I will say that I felt like I was completely walked through the tailoring of a, of a hat to exactly... You yeah. Know, you can walk into any shop and buy a hat. Yeah. But it's something special to come from a, a small business where you meet the owner... They walk you through the process of how they make it. They they pick like you picked the stitching, you picked helped pick the logo and the design, and mm. like that whole process was custom right from start to yeah. finish. Yeah, which is so unique to your business. Yeah, it is, man. And it's uh, it's funny because if we if we go back to where how it all kind of started, I, I'd never made anything before in my life, so it was very. Dave's dying to go back to the start, so we'll go back to the start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I guess. I actually don't think about it too often, but I get like it comes up quite a bit. How how do you make hats and how do you get into this sort of stuff? So where did you start? How did you start? I started started a couple of years back, where I used to live around here in this uh, in this neck of the woods, Maruba, and uh, I loved it down here. I mean, I'm, I'm close to the water every, everywhere from now on. So, and at the time I, I was in a relationship, and um, you know we we're living together, we're, we're doing the whole thing. And I got given a, a an Akubra hat for my birthday. It was a it was a black cowboy kind of off the shelf hat, right? Hot. And uh, I was like, thanks, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'd be if someone gave me a black cowboy hat. Yeah. You know, the the intention was to you know like something different, you know. Yeah. So that, it was it was that, and uh, you know. For whatever happened, we we parted ways, and I. Uh, this was an, an ex girlfriend again, this too. An ex girlfriend, yeah. Mm-hmm. We parted ways, and uh, so I took the hat and I burnt it, and I ripped it, and I cut it, ran over it on my motorbike, threw it in the ocean. Out of spite to the to the relationship, or. Uh, it it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't out of spite, for, you know, we parted ways amicably, but it was more so in the sense of like. You I've just got hate this that thing. Fucking hat. <laughs> I needed to do something with this hat, but it was really, it was really just to give it some character and some, some, some give it some of my steeds. To wear it, so it was wearable. Because otherwise, wear is so hot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that uh, rustic lux. <laughs> so I, I stitched it all up, trashed it all up, stitched it back together, and then I moved back to Bondi, and I was staying in a buddy's little tiny um, bedroom there. And I was walking down the promenade in Bondi and someone had seen me wearing it, asked me where I got it from. I told them the story and they, they, they were like, can you make one for me? Oh, really? 
so then so then I was like oh, I guess so and so I had no idea about how how it would go about and my my um, answer to that was to go on eBay find your size in whatever color hat you were interested in and then I would bid on it get it back customize it in my little style and there wasn't any really option of you know like I want it to be like this or I was just kind of like what I was doing so you would you would just do anything you felt yeah. you needed or that yeah. you found artistic in your own way yeah, and yeah. Give it, so the customer didn't actually know what they were buying at this point it was no it was it was very very organic in the sense of like I don't know what I'm going to get but I'm, I'm getting that okay that's, so that's how that kind of kind of stemmed into the well that's nice that you like were sort of left alone to your own art yeah and the customer would, would wear that out yeah and I was surprised because I was like man I fucking know I can't even draw like I don't know why this is even taking place right now but I'm I'm stitching feathers and I'm stitching butterflies and, I'm, and somehow I was actually able to piece it together and um so then I started building and building and building and then from there, it was all through word of mouth. I didn't have any, have any sort of social presence whatsoever. And someone, a friend of a friend would say, hey, can you make nine for me? I've always wanted to get a hat, I like your style, blah, blah, blah. And then I was, it was so difficult for me to try and find these hats on eBay that I just literally went onto YouTube and Googled how to make a hat. And then the rabbit hole was... Yeah was completely probably the first search that you should have done yeah, yeah. that was yeah. definitely yeah. how to make hats what am I doing here <laughs> the next one is um, how to <laughs> avoid tax for a small business yeah, <laughs> yeah. the two searches go hand in hand that's hey? now <laughs> that's now how to avoid tax take cash only small business um, okay so yeah so you, you went on to Google you, you searched how to make a hat yeah and then there's obviously a rabbit hole of happening yeah. processes. Right? So, yeah, so the, the process surprisingly wasn't too difficult. It was it was literally find a supplier that provides the material to make the, the felt out of. And uh, I was I was getting schooled on everything. It was um, made out of rabbit fur predominantly. There's different felts, wool, a little bit cheaper, and then it goes up to the range up to beaver fur. So it's very premium. So I found a supplier. Beaver fur is premium. It depends on what kind of beaver you are using, I guess, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. involved with. I'm not going to make any further innuendos. <laughs> yeah. I think we all know where I was headed with that. <laughs> yeah, custom. <laughs> so then I, I found a supplier and it turns out that they, they're from Ukraine. So then I was in this conversation with the supplier getting different coloured felts sent over my way and then... You know, I, I literally moved into another apartment, a one-bedroom thing. It was for myself. It had a little setup there, and I started making the hats from scratch in the kitchen with a thirty-dollar kettle and a an iron that I inherited through my parents many, many years down the line. Still works. Yeah, if it and, works. It works. Yeah, yeah. So from that point. Um, it, it started to build a little bit more once people sort of sort of um, realized that I was actually making the hat from scratch it became more of a conversation piece with other people who had one because it was built entirely by me and then I could put my brand on to that from there and uh, and then I opened up the channels to oh you know it's my it's my kid's birthday I wanted this teddy bear or I want something stitched onto it and then it became more personal um, yeah, and then one day you know I'd be doing a butterfly, and then I'd be doing a skull, and then I'd be doing a cookie, 
whatever it might be. And I was like, okay, this is turning into something, something more than I ever knew that it was possible. So it started off as basically an organic artistic endeavor. And then it's slowly through word of mouth and people wearing them and talking to their friends and uh, what well, I found you through Instagram. Yeah. Um, I saw your page on Instagram and I, um, and it's just Bam Bam on Instagram for anyone listening. I went through your photos and I was like, these are some of the coolest taps I've ever seen. I have to get one. Yeah. And then um, DM'd you, you replied back quite quickly. I remember, I think I DM'd you and I think you, you replied back within about 40 minutes. Yeah, I think probably at the time I didn't have too many followers, so it was quite easy to get back to I think you had about 20,000 followers or something. Well, I don't, I've got 4,000. 4,000? 4, yeah. Maybe 200. Yeah, maybe maybe 200. I had a couple of zeros, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought you had a few. I thought you had a few. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it definitely, there was, a, there was times where it sort of peaked up. Yeah. But my, prior to... You might have had 2,000. Yeah. You might have had 2,000, yeah, and then I've gone, but it, it, look, that's totally irrelevant. The thing that is relevant is the work. When I watched, like when I scrolled through your feed and saw all of the work you had done, some of the just most wild hats, like pink and neon blues, and yeah. then all of the stitching, like you were stitching birds flying into yeah. the sides of them, and just this really cool vibe to your the, the the layout of your instagram feed as well was like really like quite professional thank you man um i like that little hardwood sort of stand you have that yeah you the hats on yeah that's really photogenic isn't it yeah that's a that's a it's it's a vintage hat block mm. and that was uh that was but it just makes the photos look really good yeah and rustic yeah. and kind of cool and then uh yeah so I, I said i have to have one of these i dm you and then, um, yeah, you replied back in like 40 minutes. And then, um, yeah, the next step was obviously to get, in, to, to get in there and try and design a hat. And then, um, so you gave me your address in Bondi. Are you still running the business from your address? Yeah, I still do it from my bedroom in Bondi. Yeah, North Bondi. And it's Is a, it weird when you bring chicks home and you have to like clear the hats off the bed? Uh, it'd be weird for my girlfriend to find that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be, that'd be weird. But, uh, I kind of have my setup. I mean, I'm quite minimal as it is, so yeah. I have. Uh, I don't have too much stuff. So the front section of my house, the lounge room, is kind of set up as a studio workspace. Yeah. And uh, showroom. Yeah, yeah. And put all the hats up on the wall and stuff. So, yeah, no one gets this. When stuff. I walked in, there was like a mural to all your work. There's about twenty hats on the wall, yeah. and you're yeah. getting to try stuff on. And yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. I remember. Um, I remember you took me in to your your little uh, area, like you've got like a little studio kind of thing yeah. set up in the back of the in the back of the apartment there, and you sort of showed me how you like you just started working a hat. You got a blank off the shelf, yeah, and you got the steamer out, and then you just started working with it. And within about ten minutes, you kind of already made the shape of the hat. Yeah, I mean, and it's in a particular style. I was after. I was surprised by how like the process looked quick. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot more work to still go into. Yeah, it. yeah. But the process looked quick because I can tell you've done hundreds of them by that stage. Yeah, it's actually it's it's actually not a real difficult. Um, it's not a really difficult process to be to be completely honest. It's just manipulation through steam and pressure. So you just you get the the blank. It kind of looks like a mushroom, and you 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 steam it up. You make you loosen the fibers up because it's just for. And once it gets warm, they become more. 
um, pliable. And then you stretch it over the block with whatever size head you are. So I think yours was like a 59 or something like that. Kind is of that fat? Is that a fat head? Fat head, pH fat head. <laughs> and uh, surprising, mate, you can't pick it. Some people have huge domes and some people have little tiny, little tiny domes. Where was I on the scale? Of huge dome to little tiny pinhead. You are on the spectra, on the spectrum. On the spectrum. Of, on the spectrum. I've been set up. It's been set up on the spectrum before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the design. Make this a spectrum hat. <laughs> but um, you just manipulate over the block and then you cut it down to what width you. You want. rolled a ball in the hat. I remember. You were like rolling it and then stretching it. I think with the steam. I think yeah, maybe a. Th- oh, yeah, like a foam ball or like, like something that you were rolling the hat. Inside the hat. Yeah, I think we were. Um, might have been a. Might have even been a timber ball. It might have been that that the hat stand that's kind of stretching it out, but mm. that's that's the process. And then from there, you let it dry, sand it back, make it make it smooth, get that finish. And then the and then the the, the sexy part of it all is doing the um, customizations. So, you know. How long did you spend stitching this from memory? That was so that for anyone listening, it's a, a ho- is this bone color? That's a bone color, yeah. Yeah, so I've got a bone like blank hat. Yeah. And then you stitched a skull and some like speck. Yeah. Sort of, we did some uh, almost looks like you know, like it's when someone spray paints real yeah. fast and you get that speckle paint. Kind of so it's like it's like a skull and then like speckles of paint and yes. then you stitch the what's this called, the inside of the brim? Just the sweatband. Yes. Traditionally, a lot of a lot of other hatters use leather, mm. but I wanted to make mine functional, and, and you sweat a lot if you got a leather band in there. So, especially being around in Bondi over summertime and stuff, it's kind of it's not it's not too not comfortable. It's definitely not comfortable to have sweat dropping down the back of your neck when you're at North Bondi fish. No. no. So, I kind of put, did my little take on it. You know, after a while, learning how they how to manipulate them and, and how to do the shape. I just kind of put my own my own flavor onto them and and just went from there. How long? Yeah, how long to stitch this one from memory? Do you think? A couple of hours, good couple of hours, I think. Yeah. Again, I mean, depends on what, what we do. Like, sometimes I do. Sometimes there's a marathon, and I'm like, I can't put this down. Some of them are a little bit quicker. You told me that. Um, I, I do remember from our conversations, you were like, I'm really into this hat for some reason. Yeah. You just couldn't put it down, so you probably smashed it out a lot quicker than you would normally yeah that's literally like how my how my brain kind of works i think I, I, ADD brain. D- definitely if i focus on something for a long period of time i, I get really invested do you, do you like me when you as soon as you put it down if it's not complete and you walk away you find it really hard and come back to it yeah yeah, yeah i'm the same and uh so I, I learned a lot about myself in this starting this process because because i spent a lot of time by myself and Prior to all this, I'd always work in a team environment. So I used to run nightclubs and I was very active and, and moving around. Not necessarily healthy because the nightlife and stuff, but I was I was more, I was always around other people. So there's conversations about stuff. So when I spent a lot of time by myself, you're kind of like very insular. So I get, there's sometimes where I'm like 10 hours and I haven't even stood up. And I'm like, man, where the fuck, where did the time go? You know what I mean? You've done like a whole day and then Completely. some on your work. Yeah. And the, the clock's just quite flown by. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting because you, you have to realize that 
which I've learned through the process is like if you don't take those breaks, then you get a different perspective of things. So something that might take two hours has taken six because I haven't done it right. I did a hat yesterday and it was um, it was for this lady who wanted uh, a flower of life. And I was like, yeah, 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 I can do that. No worries. And I was like, fuck, what is that? So I you used to someone that wants to and then figures it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah figured yeah. it out. Yeah. So I Googled it and it was a this hardcore sacred ge- geometry piece with tiny circles. And it forms together to become like this big ball of flowers. And I was like, fuck. What did I say yesterday? How am I going to do this? Yeah. So I spent quite a bit of time sort of just procrastinating and looking at it and putting it off. And then finally, um, I found a little tiny round circle in my studio somewhere. I used that as the as the pattern, traced it around it with a pencil, and just went for it. And I fucked it up, <laughs> took it apart. Yeah. And then realized the second time around not to do that same mistake, and then got it done in the end. And and I, I'm like, literally, it's one of the ones that I'm like, fuck. It's, it seems simple, but it's highly detailed, and it's, it comes like, fuck. That was a, that was a long time. Yeah, a lot of work goes into something simple, yeah. The, 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 the ones, the less detailed seem to be way more challenging than I want a dog or I want a bird because you, you can see the colours. The other ones are look round circles or whatever might be, they're really, really difficult. Yeah, and I suppose because you're hand-stitching everything, getting like perfect geometric shapes are going to be much more challenging than like, obviously, if you're doing a dog, like say the the outline of a dog's head. Yeah. Like you don't have to be perfect. It's the imperfections that make it. Yeah. Like yeah. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, there's a little bit of leeway in there because it is hand stitched. I think because people can sort of see my style. Yes. If it's if it's machine done, it's kind of like uh, I could just get that off a shelf. Yeah, which is again, which is what's so interesting and what's so iconic about your brand and your work is the fact that it is so imperfect. Like it does look like someone's 30 year old hat that's bounced around the entire country on the back of a wagon and then someone stitched it back together and then that's, it's like fashion. Yeah. It's derelict. It's definitely, it's definitely derelict. I mean, that was, that was not the intention. The intention early on was to just to give something some some character so i guess in a way but that's what you've done yeah to all your work is you've given it character like yeah i remember i was walking down um out the front of Ravisi's. i had just had breakfast with one of my best mates and i was walking down uh, out the front of Ravisi's to get a coffee and there was a guy sitting on a chair elderly, elderly gentleman um probably in his 50s uh, and I noticed the hat straight away, like you had one of your hats on, and it's, it's so easy to pick them, right? Because they're every one of them. There's just nothing else out there like your work, right? Mm. And I went up to him and I said, "Oh, you're wearing a bandana." He said, "Yeah." I said, "Do you, you how do you like it?" And I just just chatted with him. He said, "Yeah, well, I love it. You know, they're very popular around here." I said, "Yeah, yeah." He noticed it straight away and I said, he, "He does great work. And, you know, it's a great hat. Enjoy it." And the, the man was pleasant and said thanks and, and he was with someone having coffee so I didn't want to be rude and I, you know, I walked Yeah, off. yeah. But it was a pleasant interaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but just the, the, the work and what you've done has been so well received in Bondi, which I'm going to be quite frank, is probably the hardest market to make a mark in because a lot of people around Bondi are very brand aware. You know, they're very... Um, 
how do I put this? They're very discerning when it comes to spending big money on brands. Not that not that your hats are outlandishly expensive, but they're not cheap. Yeah. And so to break into that market and then make a huge name in the local community, which yeah. is Bondi, is like a huge achievement in itself. Yeah, like, thank you. Yeah. I mean, thank you because I think uh, I, I'd think about this quite a lot is that I don't, I was never in fashion before. I was never, I mean, I, before I started stitching my own clothes, it was black head to toe, you know, like it would be, no, no, but you know, like I could go into any shop and I could, I could pull the thing off the shelf and I know that someone else would be wearing the same thing, you know, it'd be uh, general pants or whatever it might be, the option, AS color, whatever it might be. So, I always knew that I had some sort of difference in, in fashion sense, but I, I was never I was never interested in it. And then you know to go through to answer what you were talking about before about breaking into it, it was purely f- f- same same people on the same level thinking the same thing. I guess they're like, "Fuck, I, I want to have. I've always wanted one, but I don't want one off the shelf." And now I can have actually have something that's custom, and my friend has one also, and there's the intro. Yes. So it's very organic, and it's very, um, it, it's a pleasant experience because I know you through someone else, and I know him through you, and I know that person and that person. It's kind of like this this network, and this um, connectivity of other people who are kind of like. Have I sent anyone to you? Um. Yes. Yeah, someone. Someone came to me a little while ago. But it, I, yeah, people often say I'm friends with friends with such and such, and and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> and they're like you made this hat. I'm like, fuck, I made so many. I don't know which one. Uh, did um did uh, seeing your hat on TV trip you out a little bit? Because I wore it on maths a couple of times for a couple of different shops. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did actually, and you know you're talking about they're very recognisable. In in Bondi specifically, you can see them a mile away because they have a certain shape. They have yeah. a they have a kind of a aura, whatever you want to call it. But on TV, I was like, I couldn't believe that it was actually my my creation that I actually had had made for you. So it was kind of surreal, and um, I was like, man, is he gonna wear it all the time? Is it this kind of like <laughs> thing? Is this like a- yeah, yeah, no. Producers <laughs> producers didn't want me to wear it. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, they're, they're like no hats, strictly no hats yeah. on maths, right? And um, so I got away with it on two occasions where we were doing traveling shoots. So one was in Perth and one was in the Hunter Valley. Yeah. And I specifically packed it because I was like, oh, you know, I've got to, I've got to wear this hat. It's just such a cool fucking hat. And um, but the, again, if, if it was on home turf where the where the executive producers are, there's like no way. Yeah, right, okay. We've away with it. But again, because we were because we were travelling, um, we were quote unquote off site. Yeah. Um the the rules are kind of a bit more bendy. Yeah, like yeah. you you you're one on one with your producer and they're so busy running around with sound guys and camera guys and mm. setting you up and setting the shots up that they don't give a fuck what you're wearing. So I was like, yeah, I'll get away with this. And then both times I got away with yeah. it. I was like, yeah, Dave's going to get some free advertising. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I just wish that there was like, um, we should have stitched BXM, BXM on the side so that like the whole country would yeah. have been like, oh, you know, if they like a the hat, they would have known where to. Dude, it was, it was actually, it was really, fun. that was, I've been on TV a couple of times actually. So my girlfriend, her mother, she was on um, 
she was on Big Brother. Really? Yeah. So same, similar kind of. They were like no hats, you know, because mm-hmm. like, obviously they want people to see their face. But she managed to get it on their tour, and it, it wasn't as like featured. I didn't brag. Maths is bigger. It definitely, it definitely was bigger this time around. And in fact, I remember seeing it, and I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be fucking great for my socials. I'm gonna be able to push this out there." And then I've never seen someone get lit up so much in my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on your socials? No, no, you, on your socials. Oh, everyone's, my socials. Bro, everyone's how like, bad Fuck, this, "This guy's getting lit up." And I'm yeah. Like, I don't know if this is the best time. <laughs> <laughs> Do I associate myself with this guy? Yeah, mate, look, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Oh, mate, I, I don't watch TV. I watched a few episodes on you to see you on there. And I think I think knowing how the industry works is there's there's the root, the truth and then there's the edited version of, of what's going down. Oh, and yeah. you can tell by watching that show that it was very, very dra- dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the thing is, you've met me in person. Yeah. You've seen me in real life. What happened on that show is was very specific to that show, right? Like, it's not like if uh, yourself, myself, and our girlfriends were all out to dinner that I'd start saying shit that would break you guys up or... Yeah, you know, yeah. As if, as if I would actually, like, give a shit about how your relationship is doing. It's none of my business. Yeah. Right? But on that show... It's encouraged. Like the producers, are like that. Ask questions. Like get in there. Like, yeah. That's what we want to see. Like yeah. the producers are actually saying, we specifically want you to do that. Yeah. Right. So people think I just walk around in life like yeah. this fucking emotionless <laughs> robotic narcissist just attacking yeah. everyone's relationships. And no, like it was very much um, dog eat dog in there. And yeah. Very edited and yeah. Yeah. Brave man for, for taking that on, man. I, I, uh, yeah. My only regret is staying for as long as I did. I should have left a lot sooner. Yeah. But I never knew I never knew why I didn't trust her. I just knew that I didn't. And I I was then that that is the problem with being gaslit is you start to question yourself rather than going, No, I should trust my gut. Yeah. But you know, I just all the stories were always changing and yeah, it was, it was very, the, the whole experience was, was so surreal. Like, I can't even mm. explain it to people that you just, you're in this pressure cooker that's constantly being shaken. Yeah. Right? And then how, you can't put your feet on the ground ever. Like, yeah. it's just always moving. And yeah. So, I guess in amongst all of that chaos, um, you know, I just wanted to, to do something for you and your brand. Well, mate, you know what? When I saw it, I, uh, I was like, man, this is gonna be great, <laughs> and uh, just just simply because of like a buddy's wearing my piece, you know, that's enough for me. When people say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone, until I'm like, look, people say a lot of things. Followers don't necessarily matter in in that world. It's 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 about if you're wearing it down the street, then that's social validation. More of a more of a cred, yeah. Way more, yeah. way more, and. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a guy come around today and he's he wants me to make a hat turn around quickly because he's got a, a wedding in Ibiza and Idris Elba's going to be there. He's made with all these eight celebrities. And, you know, I've seen who knows? about him being the next James Bond like every week. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the last James Bond, so whoever That's might good. Be. Daniel Craig killed it, man. The latest one? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got to check it out. Have you not seen any of Daniel Craig's? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the latest one. Uh, I think it's No Time to Die or something. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Really good, mate. You have to. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you no, have to see it it. if you if you like watching Daniel Craig just go absolutely apeshit for like two hours. Yeah. Can't recommend enough. I'll check it out. He's, he's a badass man. He's I, badass. I don't think they're going to top Daniel Craig. He's someone who I'd love to make a hat for. Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. Or, or Idris Elba. Uh, either either one. I think Idris Elba is probably a little bit more steezy. I don't think he'd really wear it. It's not really his. He's very buttoned up, isn't he? Like suits. And... Yeah. I mean, he's pretty I mean, he's pretty chill. Like he's, he's a DJ and stuff. I think he's got a whole different world that he lives in. He's got really? his acting world and he's a, yeah, he's a yeah. full-time DJ and stuff. But talking about that. Daniel Craig would wear it. Where yeah, and you know, I made a few. I made a few hats for some celebrities, and that, that was a whole. Names. I can drop some names. Yeah, I'll drop some names. Who did you make hats for? I made one for well yourself. <laughs> that was, that was the top. Oh, D grade. That's the spectrum. Above, above the D grade. It's the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I made one for you, Michael Clark. I've made a couple for Matt Moran. I've made three hats for Chef. Momoa, Jason Momoa. Oh, made, really? Made three hats for Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. He seems like he's very into that style, hey. Yeah, yeah. That was that was some fun ones that I made. How did he find you? Well, he's uh, he's stunt double. He's a buddy of mine. Ah, and um, is he stunt double from New Zealand? His stunt double is from from Australia. Yeah. From Australia. Yeah. Okay, he used yeah. to live in the same building here in Maruba. That's how we met. Oh, really? Yeah. What a crazy story! And I was like, who the fuck is this monster dude? Yeah. In the elevator. Yeah. And um, we started chatting and blah, blah, blah. He was like, man, I, I do I do some work in the film industry. And I was like, man, you get massive. He's like, yeah, it's a new part that I've got going on. We became friends. Aquaman. It was for Aquaman. Yeah. And um, so originally that came that came through because he, he wanted a hat for himself. And then we started talking about making one for Jason. He loved it. Said, can you do two more? And I did cool. do... Um, different kind of abstract vibes, different kind of... Um, did you make matching ones for Jason and his stunt double? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I did. that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> well, I guess you can just take it if, you, if, it, if it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, mate, there's some big names. Yeah. And then I made one, another one for Ed Sheeran. Ed really? Sheeran. Yeah, that was another one. Big Ed? Yeah, Teddy. Yeah. Big Teddy. Yeah. yeah. What was his What was his hat? What did you build for him? It was actually, it was, uh, it was a little fedora style one. And of course it was, yeah. And... Uh, Ed that. strikes me as a big fedora guy. Yeah, covering his red mop. <laughs> what was the one you made for Jason? That was, was a big pink one. A big pink one? Huge, biggest biggest hat I've ever made. Really? Yeah. See, yeah. I could have gone the other way. He yeah. seems like a black cowboy hat kind of guy. He's, uh, he has what I thought was like the size that you win at, at a carnival. Or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, like absurdly He's big. like, no way is it that big. <laughs> and... Uh, but it was true, yeah. Big guy. So just the one for Jason? I made three for him. Three for him. So yeah. one was the pink. They're all pink. They're all pink? They're all pink. He has three pink hats? Yeah. Jason Momoa has three pink hats. Yeah. That's yeah. actually like really blown me out. Yeah. And uh that would that would challenge him because he wasn't he didn't come in person to get them fitted as well. So it was very like touch and go. A funny story about how that happened was I was like, how the fuck am I going to get this, size, this guy's size correct? 
So I, I got creative and I went on Google and I just Google searched Momoa wearing a snap cap backwards. And then I just counted how many holes were open in the front. And then I got my own snap cap, measured the inside of it, and just ran with that. And, and it was close enough to what, to what we needed. You're a goddamn genius. Yeah, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> but then, you know. I just didn't. I just didn't expect him to order three pink hats. Yeah, all different shades of pink. They were, they're very rock and roll. They're very cool. Yeah, he's very uh, he's very edgy with his style, and I like his. You and you and Jason have a similar style. He likes beat up. Like every time I see him do an Instagram or something, or someone's filming him. Uh, I recently saw um, on a knife page, he was posting these two custom knives he had made for a movie. I think it's the new Fast and Furious movie. And uh, so he was he was posting them, uh, showing showing people what he had made, and he was wearing sort of like these these old distressed cargo pants yeah. and like this ripped sort of shirt. Yeah. Just how he just sort of dresses like it's very derelict. It's like very cool slob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is fashion. Uh, it's very slobby, mm. but it's you know like I think I think when you have access to anything at any time. You either go down the high premium sort of thing, and you and you fall into that category, or you go into one of a kind stuff that's vintage and no one else has got, handmade. You know, a lot of I would see his post and, and everyone's sending him a fucking a mug or a, or knives or axes or Harley parts or something, all custom handmade, and uh, yeah, that was really cool to be able to, especially the because of the millions and millions of people his socials reach that yeah. people that are into the custom making of things kind of want his his audience to see him repping their merch you know what i mean yeah i mean you know it goes it goes both ways as i said before you know followers don't necessarily mean much but you, you get access to a different audience when you have like a wider range like that has he worn anything you've made for like if any of these big celebrities worn anything you've made for them in the public eye not that I have... Just one sort of private ones. Yeah, mostly, yeah. There's something a bit more beautiful about that. Yeah. Like, not from a business sense, obviously, but from a personal pride sense. Definitely. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. Like, that's, like, got to seem like a huge achievement for a guy that started out making hats in an apartment in Bondi and now some of the biggest celebrities in the world wearing them in their own private lives. Yeah, when it's a when would it kill you guys to do a shout out? Yeah, do a tag, shout out. Tag the merch like, <laughs> come on, Jason, come on, Ed, if you're listening, <laughs> come on, Teddy. Yeah, come on, Teddy. I would be buying so much of his hot sauce, hoping that he would like be a fan. <laughs> but to to go into take that, it on tour, Ted. To 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 go into that. At first, I was butthurt. I was like, man, come on, post. And it's very interesting that you say that because even on on our level. I noticed people going into a cafe and they'd be like, "Oh, thanks, thanks for my um, eggs, Benny," and they're like taking photos and tagging in the in the. Yeah, so something as insignificant as that, and 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 then you do this work, and yeah, then, and then I, got, I was just having this conversation just recently, and I was like, "Man, it's interesting because sometimes I have to ask people, can you send me a photo? Like, I see you on holidays, I see you wearing the hat, tag it, send me a photo, and people don't think about it necessarily. They're just like, oh, it's just yeah, I just threw it on, but." On the other side of the coin, they're taking photos of coffee brands or whatever it might be to get that name out there. 
I found it really It's almost like they're willing to support large conglomerates or... Subconsciously, it's kind of like they feel like they, they need to. You know, they, you have to tell everybody at any time that I'm at this place. Restaurant name here, you know. But you get something handmade custom, it's kind of like I'm holding that, that, that special gift to myself or whatever it might be. It's funny though, um, when I got the hat, I fell so in love with it. I took it, um, my first trip with it was down to Melbourne to see the 12 Apostles. I think there's like four or five of them still standing. Yeah. After you like, left? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the Apostles was like looking into a screensaver for a computer happening yeah. in real time. Yeah. It was the most... I, I can't even describe it. Like it's so beautiful that your brain actually can't process the image. Yeah. It's really quite surreal. When I was there... It, and, and knowing that that's like the last cliff face facing that part of planet Earth. Yeah. And then you go down to nothingness and then back around and you keep traveling. If say, say you were to get in a boat and travel off the bike straight down south, you wouldn't hit anything until you came back around the circumference of the Earth. Wow. Like there's just nothing there except yeah. the South Pole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So knowing that that's the last piece of coastline mm. for this side of the planet, and then you've got these beautiful, just giant sort of like limestone cliffs. Yeah. It's it, honestly like breathtakingly beautiful. I, I wish um, I wish we were there for longer because I wanted to do a helicopter flight there. It's, apparently that's highly recommended. But anyway, when when we were down there, um, Hawks! Sorry, my dog's barking. When we, <laughs> great best, I've never had an issue in any house I've lived in. No. Never had an issue. No, he, he's the best guard dog. Um, I used to live in quite a bad suburb in, um, where was it? Um, anyway, let's get back to the house. So, um, yeah, I wore it down there and it just wore it everywhere. And then I remember posting on socials and I was like, of course I'm gonna tag you. Of course I'm gonna like yeah. try and promote a guy whose work I respect and has a small business. Like that's what, like I, it, if I do something good for a client, I want them to tell their friends about yeah. it. Right? Yeah. And, it, you know, even when you said before, you know, re- replying in 40 minutes, like I, I try and connect with every single person that I, that I, that I meet. It's hard because not everything transfers into a business deal, does it? Not, not, not straight away. Sometimes you'd be very surprised. Like someone would say, I've been watching you for the last two, three years and I live in Luxembourg and I want four hats. And I'm like, I have to Google where Luxembourg is as well. You is know, it like, yeah. yeah. And um, so and and these that to me is 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 worth way more than the notoriety. It's kind of like, man, you actually you've been following an actual an actual follower of this, you know. And it's it's really humbling to be able to make something for someone that they can tell someone else about. What a well, that, like it's the way I look at your work is it's wearable art. It's art that you can wear on your body and make a statement, a, a cool fashion statement that, yeah, you, you're a little bit different. The same, same, but different. Yeah. So, you know, it's wearable art and it's eye-catching. Yeah. 
Like the amount of conversations that this hat has started just yeah. by wearing it out, where yeah. people are like, oh, where'd you get that from? Yeah. I'm like, oh, mate, my mate Dave from Bondi makes them. You've got, yeah. got to check him out. BSM, BSM yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, man, it is funny. It is funny how, you know, that my tagline was be uncommon and it kind of fell into place because... Be on the spectrum, I thought. This. Yeah, more, more spectrum-y. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the... the the ability for you to, to go into a shop and buy something off the shelf and walk out of it and, and cross paths with someone who's got the same thing instantly in my world is something that I try and avoid. So Yeah, there's just something very clinical about going into a shop, buying an item of clothing, especially like a T-shirt isn't as... I don't, I don't know how to, quite how to say this, but I feel like you could wear any T-shirt, you could wear any pair of jeans, but... Buying a hat or shoes always seem to be a little bit more tailored yeah. to someone's personality, right? Totally, totally. And look, I'm wearing white Air Force Ones because I'm just a basic bitch, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, but the hat, they're very white and clean, though. They're good. Yeah, they're, well, they're new. Um, they're new. So when when I went, like, say say I was say I didn't have this hat and I was to go in, I'd still stew over, like, because it is a specific fashion item as well as it is practical to keep the sanity face. Yes. And I just feel like there's something so clinical about buying that in a shop. There's no soul in it. It's a mass-produced item yeah. made probably somewhere in a third-world country. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing to it other than a commercial trade of goods and services. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with you, I feel like I met the maker. I got to touch the materials. I got to pick how it was stitched. I got to pick the colors. Like those... Those things matter to a consumer. Yeah, I think I think so more now than ever. You know, correct. Especially going through this whole this whole COVID bullshit, everyone jumping online and, and online shopping booming. You know, being able to just you know guess what you want, what size it might be. Now, you know, my business kind of boomed in the sense of you know it was obviously social distancing, doing it right but like come, someone coming around and actually doing what you did and feeling having that experience like picking the color picking the shape thinking about the design will this work will this not work and bouncing those ideas because nine times out of ten i have no idea what i'm doing a zero i'm just like yeah okay no worries and i i laugh about this because i'm covered in tattoos and i the first thing i would always ask my friends who are tattoo artists is like what do you think about this and they go Bro, it's up to you. Like seriously, like they don't care. They don't care. It's no. your decision. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going on your body. Right? <laughs> it's it's up to you. Um, did you ever complete the back piece? You would have. Yeah, to yeah, I did. Got that done finally. Nice, yeah. nice. It was just daddy across the lower back, and then a mural to me. Yeah. It was yeah. It was an outline of your face. Mm. Hey, daddy. Yeah, and just me sort of like holding a trident. I think we. Yeah. 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 You're not, like weird bolt, not weird at all. Not weird. Not weird at all. No, that's just yeah. what bros do. Yeah. 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 It's not weird. Um, I think the thing with the customers coming to you and saying, like, what do you think? And, and, and I did the same thing. I was like, do you think this would be cool? And you were like, yeah, like, if you think it'll be cool, it'll yeah. be cool. And yeah. like, that was actually the, the moment I was like, hey, he's right. Like, this is so subjective. Yeah. And what I want is so subjective. Totally. Me asking the guy that, it, look, I'm handing over what I think is cool to you and then hoping that you will build something along those lines. Yeah. And again, what you made for me completely blew my expectations out of the water, right? But in a sense, it's not up to you if it's cool or not. It's up to the person that's asking for it to get made. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. They oh, want. yeah. yeah. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some there's some real stinker ideas that I get. You know, what's the worst idea you've heard? Oh man, I had a, I had a, I had a girl send me a, a hand drawn picture of a, a hat and when it looked like a block of cheese, and she's like, "Can you do this?" And I was like, "Yes, I can." <laughs> I'm not sure if you, you want me to buy some cheese or. You want... <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's some real interesting ones, but that kind of comes back to that whole, I can't put this one down. You know, uh, a guy came to me and said, I've got my kids' my kids um, drawings. Can you can you translate that onto a, onto a hat? A teddy and a, ran- a rainbow and a... So they're like specifically... Their kids' drawings, and it had to be specific to their... And then did they have to match exactly or as close yeah. to as yeah. possible? Yeah, see, I find that those... Um, intrinsically valuable things to a person kind of yeah, that's sentimental right totally and that, that one there it was it worked in my favor because i can't draw to save my life so i was kind of like i can make this look like a kid <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's me trying to do a good <laughs> i'll make it look like a child driver honestly i may as well use my foot sometimes <laughs> it's, it's, it's everything is hand stitched it's all stitched by hand entirely by my and hand. is it still all done by you or are you farming any of this out now all me all me. All me still. Yeah, yeah. You're still making every single product yeah. yourself in-house. In my bedroom. Is there anything that you've done? Because obviously, the more you're growing, the demand is growing. And I can see, like, hopefully today, obviously, this gets the brand out there a bit more as well. Yeah. I People are obviously that. requesting more and more of your your products, right? So is there anything you've done to streamline the process or cut back so that you're just doing like the final touches or yeah, uh, like are you paying school kids to just kick the shit out of the hats down the street and then when they come yeah. back you just stitch them or like what's the process now? I just get someone to just reverse and go a lorry over, over the, the top of my hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you know what? I think part of the reason as to why people still come to me or come to me in the first place is because they know that it is done by me, and I think once I start handballing that over to somebody else kind of in a way I mean this is what the big fashion brands lose at the end of the day you know they lose a little bit of that integrity when it's shipped off overseas I mean I love that so you're basically saying you refuse to take your hands off the products to keep the soul of the business in everything you do I'd love it to be that noble but honestly sounds that yeah, honestly, it's just it's. I don't. I wouldn't even know how to teach someone what I do because I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm, I'm literally just making it up as I go. People ask me, "Hey man, can I be an intern? Can I come and do that?" I'm like, "Mate, I don't know where to start with you. Like, I wouldn't know. I just do." So later on down the line, perhaps there will be some sort of aspect where I can have someone come in and do the blocking and the shaping part. That's what I was sort of getting at. Was like, I feel like you could have someone size that. Get them, yeah. get them ready for you yeah. and then you just do the final kicking the shit out of them touches I think so the kicking the shit out of them touches is kind of what I love to do the most yeah and, and I am joking there like it's no disrespect to what you do I just feel like that is the look that they're sort of distressed but I will say this my hat is the cleanest hat I've ever seen crisp it is crisp very very clean uh, doesn't look like it's being kicked the shit out of it all it actually kick- looks really fucking cool yeah I kicked that one <laughs> I kicked my you knew where it was going I kicked my mother's hat a couple of times I was like, oh, this is too big did you, did you actually kick it? And I kicked it across the room <laughs> it's part just, of it it's part of it just for good luck no no okay, I don't take it back you can share it while you work 
Uh, no, but it is it is crisp, and it didn't it didn't actually come with any marks on it. All the marks that are on it are marks that I've put on it by traveling it, yeah, and wearing it and loving it, yeah. And that's the number one thing I say to someone when they leave when they pick them up, or on a on a note when I leave it leave it with them is that you know if, if wearing it adding more character to it if it flies off your head and a bus runs over it it's part of it that's what you said to me yeah yeah that's, what, that's word for word what you said to me yeah and i was like does he want me to be wearing it when the bus hits it yeah yeah man they'll be apart from your hat if a bus runs over it <laughs> that's all part of the history of the hat now <laughs> yeah um mate yeah i look the 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 best part of sitting down and talking to you is the fact that when I do talk to you about what it is that you do and what it is that you make, I can still see that even though you are very like extremely humble about how you fell into this, but it's very clear to see you are still just as passionate as ever about turning out high quality materials and something that's unique to each customer. So how have you managed to keep that enthusiasm for it after spending, I'm assuming now, thousands of hours at your craft, how do you still have the same enthusiasm as when I first met you? Mate, oh, that's, a, that's a really great question. I think, I think it comes down to the fact that every single hat is different. I couldn't replicate it if I tried to, you know, like I honestly couldn't redo the same style. So, I, and every single idea that comes to me is, a bird, a butterfly, a skull, whatever it might be. So I think that plays its part because it's not, here's another butterfly, here's another thing, because they're always going to be completely different. And uh, the enthusiasm comes from being able to make something with my hands. Literally the, the, the end of the story is because I get that real-time feedback loop from someone saying, this is exactly what I wanted, blew me, blew me away. And what, what is the hat that you've worn today? This is a just one that I made for myself. It's got uh, bits of patches on on the side that I hand stitched on there from from all recycled bits of leather and um, thread and bits and bits of shit that I find in my travels. Same stuff that I put on my on my pants. Yeah, and um, I really I really lean into the idea of like repurposing a lot of stuff. So all the thread is is all stuff that I found. The patches from India, handmade bits and woven material. Even the thread, even the needle that I use is something that I found. Really? Yeah, yeah, I found it in a drawer. And apparently there's different size needles and for different jobs, I just use the same one. For everything? Same one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I imagine it's blunt now. I didn't know they get blunt. I just thought, I thought a needle was just a needle. <laughs> so how long have you been using a blunt needle for? Well, that might explain why it takes so long to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to get you like a sharpening stone. Yeah, maybe I can get a shout out to a sponsor to uh, to spotlight or something like that. If you got any uh, genome uh, little bits and pieces, you can send my way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone mail needles into Dave's yeah. apartment in Bondi. Yeah, fashion needles. <laughs> Mate, um, thank you so much for coming over and telling your story. My pleasure, man. Thank you so much for uh, even considering me to be part of your uh, new no, project man it's uh, like I said before you know connecting with cool people who do cool shit is, is what I like to do and you're one of them man so 
Oh, that's pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to um, it's nice to know that something that started out as innocent as how I want to wear your stuff has evolved into a friendship yeah. that I actually really value. Um, and yeah, I just I think the thing for me is just to continue to try and just spread positivity. Like um, you know, the podcast. Since I started the podcast, I've had some really hard conversations with people like I've done a few of them now and every one of these podcasts is vastly different mm. like this has been nothing but positive and we have a mutual um, interest or a mutual connection which is your work right I had a guy in here the other night who was in a, a domestic violence relationship with an ex-partner and then um the mother of his kids dropped the two boys off on the footpath and left didn't even tell him he wasn't even home just abandoned to an 8 and a 10 year old boy at the front of the house mm. so the the conversations and the things that's going on in the podcast have been really like kind of taxing you know what I mean yeah like yeah. really real raw conversations and then to, to still amongst all of that find you know like uh, a positive message message is really hard like yeah i feel like in that podcast the positive message was that you know just to keep going like don't give up on your kids you know, yeah focus on being the best dad you can yeah and, you know and, and the court system's tough you know get a good lawyer i think yeah yeah i think uh just naturally the more that you connect with people the more that you with empathy you can you can understand them you know and having these intimate conversations with people it doesn't matter if you're a hat maker or you're a you know you're a fitness advocate or whatever it might be they, everyone has the story of how they started and where they're at now mm. and it is taxing because you there's a lot of energy to move there's a lot of energy in between those conversations and, and it's like the more i connect with people the more i know a, a little bit more about them and that goes into what i create for them it's my it's my perspective on it so what you're doing and having these conversations, bringing light to something is, you know, that's your kind of art form right now. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like I always kind of wanted to do this. Podcasting is like a relatively new thing, but I always kind of wanted to sit down and have like long form discussions with people and like, yeah. just get to the bottom of shit. Yeah. Right? And like, just... You notice the first five minutes when you sit down, it's like very, um, you know that there's a camera on you and that there's, you know, your, your voice is going into a computer and mm. like you feel kind of like, you, you know, you're on a show, like on, on the set of a show, right? Yeah. But then once you sit here for an hour, like we've been here for an hour now, once yeah. you sit here for an hour, like that's all gone. Yeah. And then it's like, you're just having a conversation. Yeah. And then it, like, there's some really real stuff that's happened since I've started. Stuff that's like really opened my eyes to the fact of how blessed we are. Yeah. You know? I can I can only imagine, and you know, like I've met you a couple of times, and I instantly knew that you're someone who has the ability to make people think about themselves and think about a topic at hand or whatever it might be. You have the ability to make that a, a topic of conversation. So it's only natural where we are now is you know we have those long form conversations about whatever it might be because you know. Are you, are you grateful that you're? your products and your art and your personality and all of these things that are rolled into what you do 
Are you grateful in a way that that's not only provided a space for you to live in Bondi Island, one of the most expensive real estate you know, areas in Sydney, but also now you're doing quite well out of it. You know, you're, you're, you're doing very well out of it for a small business, right? Are you, are you like kind of blown away by the fact that just making hats has just exploded into this sort of like juggernaut that it is now? I mean, it's, first of all, thank you, man. It's, you know, from to see to hear you say that from your perspective, it's, it's really humbling to know that it's sort of got, got to a point of notoriety. Oh, mate. But I honestly, you are very successful. I wake up every day and I'm grateful for every single thing. I write it down every single day what I'm grateful for. You know, where I live, my friends, my family, my girlfriend, the ability that I can actually make stuff with my hands, the ability for me to have a skill that I learnt through other um, lines of work is how to connect with people and get that out of them. So I'm, I'm grateful for every every second, yeah. And it is... You deserve all the success that's come your way. Thanks, man. Yeah, and that's like... I'm, I'm, it's very, very hard, um, especially in this day and age where there's a lot of attitude of like, I want to see people do well, just not better than me. Yeah, um, yeah. But for me, I want to see you do as well as possible. Like, I, I really... I think, I think if you're... If you're pouring your heart and soul and passion into whatever it is that you're building and creating and selling into the space for people to own and treasure, I really want that to be those sorts of businesses to thrive because they're not you're not taking advantage of anyone. You're not out there like trying to scam as much money out of people as possible. Like you're not you're not a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are, uh, <laughs> you are, you know, you are giving some. In my it look, just in my own personal experience, you're giving someone something that they can love and treasure and feel proud of, and really, almost like they've joined a small community. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And you know, I jokingly call this thing. It's kind of formed its its own little thing, but I call it the band fam. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm a member of the band fam. You're, you're a band know. fam. You're you're in the band fam, and it, it, it my community is really like everyone gets everyone reaches out you know people people love what i do they tell me the stuff they don't like i don't i mean i take it from from my perspectives like i appreciate your input but let me fucking tell you why it's like this. <laughs> but like everyone who i engage with in my social following is, is is inspiring you know and i meet with all these other creatives the amount of people that i've met in this small amount of time just in in the fashion space in art world and stuff like that i was like man fucking hell it blows me away how they were there all around me but now we're connected yes yeah are you going to fashion week no do you want a ticket nah okay too cool for that uh i'll probably be making hats to be honest with you <laughs> i've got a spare ticket if you want do you yeah. i've never been before i actually i just made a hat for a company hey, i'll send it to you so if, are you yeah, gonna go? What's happened to you? Will you go? I, I want to go, um, but it's it's during the middle of the day. Is it? Yeah, and I'm just like I don't know if I want to take time off work to go and get photographed for Fashion Week. I don't know if uh, I, I, you know what, I would, I'll, you know, I'll say yes because I have no expectations of what what it'll be like, and I can just. Yeah. Apparently, it's quite a good show, so I'll, I'll send you my ticket, and you can I'll RSVP, and you can just show up. I'll turn up. I'll wear yeah. the skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Yeah. No, mate, please take a ticket. I um. Oh, and it's a plus one too. If you want okay. to take your missus. Yeah, I will. Yeah. She will hate it more than me, probably. Good. But I just made a hat, two hats for a couple who are in the in the Sydney fashion 
week and um, one was a top hat and it was a real funky kind of one I was like fuck how am I going to do this but uh, we got it done you, you told me that you've made some funky design top hat type things before I remember when I was walking through your apartment I, I don't know if you finished it but you showed me uh, maybe you had uh, it's got, this is going back a long time now I remember you were telling me about a top hat thing that you've made or yeah I've made uh, some interesting ones hey I've made some interesting ones yeah I made a I made a hat this is probably the one with Batman ears on it what? it had pointy ears really? yeah it was a strange one that was did you stitch one. them on? no I I, uh, I made some little moulds out of styrofoam and I stuck it on top of the the, the round hat lock that I'd normally use so I created these indentations and I put the felt over the top of it and it worked <laughs> it created really? these pointy fucking ears yeah really and uh did you have to steam the shit out of the material yeah. to get to oh, yeah. that yeah, shape yeah. and uh I mean it's pretty it's pretty um malleable but if you if you, if you put too much pressure on it's going to rip it I've ripped a couple and how that was rip, it how do you rip the material like just rolling it too hard or squeezing it or it just stretches out to the to a breaking point. Right, right, right. So when when it's steamed is um and, and it becomes like obviously the fibers loosen up and they, yeah. they're not they're not as like it's it's like untensing a muscle, right? Exactly that. And so what you you just keep working it until it just the material just gives until you push it too far and it, and it has a has a weak spot. And, um. Are the, the blanks themselves, are you getting them like in bulk or do you buy them in as you need them? Uh, it varies. depends on how busy I am. But generally I have, because I have such a long wait time currently. What is the wait time if someone wants to order a hat or an item of clothing through you? Currently it's around about eight weeks. Eight weeks. That's still not too bad. No, it's not too bad. But I, I think I, I rushed mine. Because I wanted to wear it to a wedding. You were going um, away, so we yeah. did. We did a... And um, I rushed mine, and you turned mine around in less than four. Yeah, it was two to four weeks, somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah. It, so... it, it, I mean, with the with the materials, it depends on if I've got access to them. Mm-hmm. When I when no, I, I really decided... appreciated the, the fast service. Yeah, one. yeah. That was Still, really cool. the day that I decided to go full time, I was I was working with a supplier and, and ordering a couple of bits and pieces in and. Uh, and I ordered a bulk load in. And the day that I decided to Love do that, load. big bulk load, <laughs> come in from the Ukraine, Putin decided to invade. And oh, I was, and really? I was like, this has got to be a joke. Like, I, you know, stupid me, I wasn't watching the news. I had zero idea of the severity so of the situation. So you were in and then the invasion happened? That day. Oh. So I got this big bunch of felt coming over this way, but... I, more so, I was like, fuck. They're bombing everything. They're taking everything. Are they even going to be around so I can continue order, ordering from these guys? And uh, fast forward to now, the, those people just kept going. They just kept going, working and working. They hadn't stopped. The Ukrainians are tough, yeah. They just it blew my mind on doing doing things under under stress, under pressure. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing like war. Do you, Google, <laughs> you Google which part of the Ukraine? Yeah, in the middle. Kiev. In the middle. Kiev. Really? Yeah. Oh, in Kiev. Yeah, yeah. So they're sending it from there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And so then I was like, man, we got lots of rabbits in Australia. Surely, surely <laughs> we can just 
clean a few up around here. No beavers, unfortunately. Yeah, zero beavers. We're short on beavers. That's why it's premium. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the reason why. Yeah. And so to put it into perspective, who's out there skinning beavers, by the way, for hats? <sighs> Ukrainians. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need to invade to stop them from doing that because beavers are cute. Well, you know, the price has gone up so high. One blank for beaver can range around 500 US. What? So it becomes way That's more. the most expensive. That would be the... I would have thought, top like... Of I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I would have thought, like, something like... How much do you reckon a platypus would be? I think that... Uh, like, the most expensive, surely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's enough platypus to go around. Oh, yeah, platypus, I don't know. It's a, it's what, how, much, how much smaller to a beaver is a platypus? That's something I want to Google now. That's a, that's a, that's a really good question to Google. Because mm. I feel like there's probably not a more exotic animal than a platypus for hat making. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not advocating for the skin of a platypus. I just want to get that out of there. But I'm just thinking, the, like, I'm thinking how much... Where could we push it past beaver? And my mind just went platypus. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if beaver have a little bit more real estate. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. There's more beaver to go around, for sure. Yeah. I wonder, once once you go above that, are you really going into like crocodile skin, snake skin, like real exotic shit? I think that, I mean, you still got to think about what the material is made of, right? Still hair, still... On the on the on that scale, so it's, it's, it's actually hair. It's not like a skin. Or it's the, it's the the, the, it's the fur. fur, and they spin it ah. in these big vats, and they, it kind of looks like fairy floss, and then they, really? it creates this cone shape. What else has really exotic, expensive fur? So the platypus would have marked off. What else? I had someone ask me. They come into my studio one time and. Uh, as I normally would, I was trying to build rapport with this with this guy and his girlfriend, and we're just we're chatting, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, what's this one? That pink one looks pretty rad." And I was like, "That was Momoa's one, and that was that was Beaver. It was the only Beaver one that I really used." And I was like, oh, "That's Beaver," and uh, I said, "Man, they must have they must have wiped out a lot of Beavers to make that one." And he didn't laugh. He was just like stone faced. So he was just like, mm. and I was like trying to read the room. His girlfriend was kind of looking at me so, like giving me the nudge and I was like uh, anyway change the subject <laughs> he goes do you have any vegan ones oh right <laughs> but like it's not really um, you know I've cracked a few jokes but it's not really harming animals shave it is it and get the fur I, I th- unfortunately I think they have to they have to cull them mm-hmm. to get the I was hoping they could just shear it like they do it like they do a sheep and then it's pretty cold in Ukraine so there's a lot of uh <laughs> Yeah. A ball uh, once, once she gave you the nudge on and you went on to vegan is there vegan hats well I, I was kind of like well unless rabbits to go vegan like this is what I work with and it's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. so I said Man, I, this is what I use so because they can't use animal products vegans can they zero out animal but then it, instead of it, it actually speak my interest cotton as a material for making hats well there's there's a hat maker in the states who actually made arranged with mushroom mushroom leather wow yeah so that sounds cheap it's a it's kind of, it's a different look it's kind of look like that crocodile dundee kind of old school hat you know what i mean like the, it's kind of shiny yeah 
But um, yeah, it's so doable. Are they growing the they growing the mushroom to try and create a like a pleather out of it? They create. It looks like material like this. It's like you're rubbing my leather lounge. Yeah, this, this is vegan. This uh, this is actually the same lounge that the experts sit on on Mars. Is it for your interview? Yeah. Mm. No, for the show. Oh. The lounge you're sitting on. How'd you, did you pinch it? It's the exact same lounge that the experts sit on on Mars. Oh. Now I, I bought it from like Freedom Furniture for like three and a half grand because it's a really nice brand of the lounge. And then when I was on Mars, I was like, oh shit, it's the same couch. Oh, so it's not the exact same one? It's the exact same couch. So no, not from the show. Okay. But it's the, it's the, yeah. I thought um, maybe you were like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, once last. I got home, John fell out the bottom of it. It's really weird. Um, no, no, but it is the same. It is the same model. Same model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's good. This is a good setup in here now. I, I love, I love this little. I love. It's this actually setup. nice for me to have people over and sit on the couch because it's get it gets me past the PTSD of the show. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Now I feel like I'm in control. How, <laughs> like, how have you felt re-simulating back into? Mates, into, um, into reality. I haven't had any, like. I'm a tall, built man, right? So. No one's gonna come up and give me shit in real life unless you know, because pe- people probably want to, but then they're like, Well, I could get smacked in the mouth, so I'm probably not gonna do that. Yeah, online, different story. Yeah, online, it's very abusive. Um, still, no, not now, not yeah. so much now, but I, I still, if I was to post something on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, I have to then go through and delete the comments. Um, and this will blow your mind actually. Uh, well, it did mine anyway. 99.9% of the online bullying is from women, mm. which I found incredibly just startling. I would have thought it would be guys putting shit on other people, but it's not. It's majority all women. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a deep conversation in psychology as to where that goes. But if, I guess from the guys, they're probably like, fuck, whatever she says, man. That's what I mean. <laughs> Well, if you... In, in, in a sense, it makes sense because, like, the guys are probably more likely to tell you to your face. They're not really on social media being cruel to other people, whereas online, women can say what they like and kind of get away with it because it's not to, they don't have to say it to your face. So I feel like I feel like if, if there's a space where men are going to be bullies, it would be in real life, in person, to you. Yeah. And then if there's a space where women are going to be online because they don't have to get physical with it right yeah interesting. so the, the online bullying space is predominantly women definitely from what i've seen in your experience, in experience yeah. yeah like I, I could load up tiktok now and you could just go through the comments and like then the 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 sad part is that the women might want to be mean to me or bully me but then they pick on my girlfriend and i'm like she's a woman too Why you have to yeah i think it's like by proxy right it's kind of like yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, guilt by association. Yeah, trying to attack her to get to me, but like it's not fair. Like, why would you attack me as a woman for yeah dating someone you don't like? I don't, man. I think the whole the whole reality TV kind of space is is. I think there'll be studies on that. You know, like there'll there'll be studies on how people react under that Truman Show bubble. You know, like and then the outside because the the bubble isn't necessarily the inside is the is the the biosphere outside is what everyone's looking at that's what needs to be studied 
Well, I think I think the like you have to remember that the show itself they film so much. Those dinner parties go for eight hours, and on the <sighs> on the actual television screen, in between ads, you see probably about thirty minutes, right? Mm. The rest of the time, it's you see people talking about the dinner party, getting ready, all that sort of stuff. So the actual dinner parties on screen is probably 30 minutes. Yeah. And then of that, the action, the real action parts of the show, probably between 4 to 12 minutes, somewhere in there. Somewhere between 4 to 12 minutes of actual, mm. like, the, the drama. It's, yeah. really, it's really televised, and they drag that, they drag that out between yeah. as many outbreaks as they can, right? So you have to remember that if the, if the dinner party goes for eight hours, and this is just one example for one episode, the dinner party episode, that goes for eight hours, sometimes longer, and you see four to 12 minutes of drama on TV, there's so much boring, mundane shit that happens yeah. on that eight hours that you don't see, right? Yeah. You see like the worst yeah. four to 12 minutes that make it for television. Yeah. And so the audience thinks that those four to 12 minutes of drama where we get into an argument or something gets said or whatever, that encapsulates our entire personality. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I think- So that's been difficult, is coming back into society and then being like, no, that's not who I am. Yeah, I feel as though like, that was one of the things that I was thinking about the most about you when I was like, Matt, I can't imagine having to explain to someone is like, there's more to that story than what you saw in that 15 minute clip. You know, there's way more backstory, there's way more there's way more information that needs to be downloaded. Well, and it's funny because everyone that's met me before I went on the show, friends and family, you know, acquaintances, people I've done business with, everyone's like, that's not who we like in real life. And like, but those people don't want to get online and say that. Yeah. Because then the angry mob comes in and they just get smashed. Like my mom put up a couple of Facebook posts defending me saying like you know he's a, he's a he's my son like yeah i love him leave him you know leave him alone and the women just went for my mom like you would not believe wow like were screenshotting her posts and sharing it across multiple different facebook groups to get more eyes on it mm. to get more people to attack my mother yeah and it was women doing this and i was like what are you doing in your life that you have to attack the mother of someone on a TV show. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's and rough. Try and rally people to help you attack a woman for just defending her son. Yeah, I think. Uh, so I've seen I've seen the worst of really the worst of humanity. Um, any regrets? Back off the show. Regrets doing it? Yeah, regret. One of my regrets would be staying there for as long as I did. Yeah, you I, I really regret. I really regret staying past really past the couple's retreat. Once we got back from the couple's retreat, the relationship was fucked. Like, and I say that because I just no longer trusted her. I was falling for her going into the couple's retreat, coming out of the couple's retreat, just reeled it all back. Like, I was like, this this chick is playing me. I don't believe a word she says. Like, um, for example, she was like saying, oh, you know, I'd move to Sydney, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't feel it. And then you don't see this on TV, but when we got to the reunion, Bronte announced to the entire table to just unanimous applause from the women that her and her sister were moving to the Gold Coast. 
she's like, she made this big announcement to all the women applauding, yay, you know, good luck, wish you all the best. Now she's moving to Sydney. So she she just could never stick to a narrative. She mm. could never she never make her mind up on anything. She just would change her opinion and her feelings as often as she changed her outfits. Mm. And in the relation that just taxed the relationship. It taxed all the trust out of it. And I don't know if you've seen anything in the media that's been late since, but she knew like all that drama at the wedding. She knew who I was. Yeah. She just she just played me the entire show. So. It's people look at my behavior and think, oh, you're just a, you know, an abusive narcissist. Well, I was in a relationship with one and the network covered it up. They never showed her behavior. Yeah. I must admit, I didn't watch enough to, to form an opinion, but I would say as easy as it, your, your perspective is that someone else has their own perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think she probably had her own strategy in, in a oh, world, definitely. You know, subconsciously, there's probably a, they all probably did. You know, they, I don't actually think she counted on falling for. Yeah. I think she thought she was just going to get in there and get out spot free. I don't actually think she counted on like the process. You can't you can't help but get kind of like Stockholm syndrome. Like you can't help but like you're both sort of in this movie set and yeah. you kind of don't want to leave, but you don't really want to stay. Yeah, and then because <laughs> you you sort of feel. You're not trapped, but you feel trapped. And then you kind of like fall for your person that you're trapped in there with. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing it together. that's kind of what happened to us. We're in it together. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. in a sense, even though we didn't trust each other, we kind of had to trust yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. It was really, mate, again, like I'll never be able to describe what I went through to someone else until if you went on the show, then you and I could have a really big yeah. discussion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting that... Uh, I mean, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a few friends who've been on reality TV shows and I was just like, why? But nothing's like maths. That's the, the reason it's the number one television show because nothing else is like it. Because of the drama? The drama, like you're matching two strangers together yeah. in a yeah. fake marriage, right? And then filming them for 12 weeks to see what happens. And then you put them in the pressure cooker with other couples that are, their relationship's affected by you and your relationship mm. and your relationship's affected by them. And it's like, it all feeds into it, itself. and. Mm. It's like the producers then hammered. Like I remember there was two two dinner parties where we were just all being civil. Everyone was getting along, right? And the producer walked in to the dinner party and said, guys, this is boring as fuck. We're bored in the room. Like, <laughs> ask each other some serious questions. Come on, like this is fucking boring. And we were like, oh shit. And we realized very quickly they weren't they were going to let us go home until someone had a fight. Right. And who did everyone start picking on? Me. Everyone just goes, let's just go Harrison. It's just so easy. <laughs> right? And then I'm sat there going, Wearing that shit hat everywhere. Oh, yeah. Time. You think you are. <laughs> and, then, um, and then, yeah, it was, just, it was just on. And I'm the sort of person that I'm going to hold back. Yeah. No, I mean, from what I, what I saw, you can see, you can see there was definitely pushback and from your side, you know, like I I know enough about that that scripted world to know that it needs there needs to be a little bit of a fire to be lit for it to, to go up. I just can't imagine ever trying, being put in that situation. That's why I asked as I've been on the outside, is like, 
if, if you kind of get a, a different perspective of what entertainment is, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of understand why people are sending you these nasty, abusive messages because they're encapsulated in this force-fed narrative that's not real. So they're kind of like, they're the kindling to all this sort of stuff, you know what I mean? So mm. if you take it, no one likes to be said, have bad things said about them or your family or whatever it might be. But if you take yourself out of that and actually look and see as to why, that's why, because of this entertainment thing that people, so. Well, I watched this ad for this new television show where, I think it's called The Summit. Yeah, the new one, the, the, yeah. the hang on the cliffhanger thing? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I watched an ad for it and it was this guy with an avocado tattooed on his arm, he's vegan. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, quite a cool guy. Like, and I was watching, I was watching this ad and he was like, he was saying things like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a race to the top and if you don't keep up, I'm gonna cut you from the team. Um, just really cocky and confident. He was like, yeah, he said he said a line, he goes, you can trust me till you can't. And then sort of <laughs> laughed about it. Yeah. And um, I was watching it and I was like, this is so produced. Like this poor bloke doesn't actually know what he's saying. Like yeah. he's trying to come across as, as confident. But what confidence on, confidence when you're sitting there saying that shit what it actually equals in the edit is cockiness. Yeah. Because they'll edit three of them. They'll get you to say that stuff 10 different ways, right? Mm. And by the end of it, like the first two things that he would have said wouldn't have been that cocky, wouldn't have been that confident. Yeah. And they've said, that's great. Now keep going, give us more, give us more. Let's say a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, like again, again, again. And so then he's had to retake that probably 10 times. Mm. And they've kept the last two where he's over it. And then he's just gone fucking full ball, full ball, <laughs> as animated as possible, as confident as possible. And the producer, the, the editing producer has gone, brilliant. This is what we got I, it. We got it. That's a wrap. And so what they've done is they've cut, like, I just, man, I can see straight through yeah, it. They've yeah. cut the last two or three things that he said, yeah. which would have been those lines. And that's now his character. And then I read through the comments and everyone was like, look at this fuckwit loves himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the thing he needs to be taking up the mountains and mirror so he can look at himself. And I'm thinking, you fucking idiots, you don't actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that guy is probably the sweetest, nicest, coolest guy in real life. And then he's got a producer and a camera in his face telling him what to do. Yeah. And he probably is. And I could, I could see by all accounts, a really confident guy. Yeah. And then you take that guy and you get him to hammer up for television and what you get is a cocky dickhead. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because when you, when, you when you describe that, to me, I get in my mind this weird sense of like art, like this weird, really strange creation. You know, like I take a little bit of here, I take a little bit of there. Um, it's basically, you do, right? Yeah, make you know, in some way, it's it's some. Be the story. It's 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 creating something out of nothing, in a sense, you know, and and it's putting a perspective on it. Oh, that's you just described reality television. Yeah, but I, what what I would say now that you're in out of that space, creating this kind of environment should really elevate you from from others because you have the ability to, to, to dial into real conversation and making it organic and authentic. Because 
that snippet, that little snack, a little piece of information that goes around on Instagram or TikTok, that's lost in the void straight away, except for the abusive information that comes back. And then it tries to build and build and build. You have the ability to have real-time conversations with people. And I think people naturally gravitate more towards authentic and natural good vibe, positive vibes, you know what I mean? What is a positive message you would send if you could out into the universe? If I was to send something out there, I would say if you have if you have thought about taking that step and doing something and it and has become more of a it's more ingrained in your DNA than you thought it was. It's become more than just a hobby. Then really lean into that and just take that plunge because regardless if you've been a real estate wanker or you've been a, a TV producer, there's elements of your life that you probably have this other part of you, you want to change and do something different. So I would really say dive into and lean into that, that step. I feel like if you really sink your hands into something that you're passionate about money and success kind of follow that yeah I mean, not, not initially but eventually it does I'd anyone mean, I've seen that started a small business where they're doing something that they're so passionate about they couldn't imagine themselves doing anything else they're the happiest people and they're usually the most successful yeah I think so I think I mean you, if you remove all those if you remove all the weight of I need to get my I need to get my ticket to the fashion week or I need to get my shirt. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah God. Right. I've made it. And if you if you remove all that external validation stuff and you really lean into like the internal stuff, this kind of gets woo-woo. But I mean, what you don't have any other option to be happy. No. And my my girlfriend is a perfect example of that. And this is not like a shout out specifically, but it's it's like she gets up every day and she's bubbly and she's energetic and she's happy and she goes into her studio and she makes jewelry and she does the same similar thing to me like she meets people and does that and i was like man that's that's i'm addicted to what you've got you know it's it's so infectious to to be able to it's really cool that you two have found each other yeah both make so she makes custom jewelry yeah she makes all my jewelry she does uh she does the markets stash jewelry her, her brand Shout is Stash Jewelry. Stash Jewelry. And she does, the, on Instagram. does the markets on... What's her uh, name? Tash. Tash. And Tash. Does, does the markets on Bondi every Sunday. Does she? Yeah. I've been in those markets. I've probably seen your you girlfriend would. and not even know her. You would have, yeah. And she... <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so Tash... Yeah, I've got all these rings on my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Tash from Stash Jewelry. And yeah. what does she make? She makes handmade jewelry. Hand engraved... Handmade Hand pieces. Engraved she does all pieces engraving of pieces. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How long she been on that Years. Way longer than I've been making hats for. So she's better at it than you are. She is the one who uses power tools than I use a <laughs> needle and thread. <laughs> That's actually pretty badass, isn't it? Yeah. So she's like a tradesman in a sense. She's the, yeah. She's and the, you're the artistic. Yeah, the yeah. fluffer. <laughs> Look. I think it's important to find something that you're passionate about and good at. And again, like I said, I think success follows. Yeah. Because if you're doing something you're passionate about, 
you can't really ever fail at it because it's again you're passionate about it yeah right um, and, and and you know to tap on that you can only fail if you allow it to if you if you fail you know like one thing I, I, I would never regret working in the work that I did running nightclubs and being in hospitality and doing software and being in the environment but taking that step and working for myself is the best thing I've ever done in my life yeah. and my level of success is, is what I do every day and I find it interesting now that you're with a partner that's also in the same field like yeah. that's, that's crazy yeah. that you two found it is were you how did you meet what's the story there I stalked her on Instagram okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, the, in, a, in a creative way I, <laughs> yeah of course it was I, yeah. was I was generally interested in what she did really yeah so she I was interested in knowing how she made her jewellery and she was like yeah okay loser like okay loser google it or <laughs> fuck off so, and really I think I finally I wrangled her in to let me come to her studio in Utah no way and I, I was looking at her stuff and I was like how do you do this did she actually try to blow you off and say google yeah she was not interested at all oh Tash come on yeah she was like this is just another guy trying to angle in hit me up in the DMs and I was like oh okay nice (laughs) what time time did I come past and then when she realised that I wasn't you know what she looked like was her photos on there yeah yeah okay alright so it was like a bit of interest in both things right I was definitely interested in her her and and what she did and what she did yeah and her and her craft and then uh, she was kind of like I, th- I don't know I think she had a big night the night before or something and she's just like can you get out of here like can you buzz, oh, really? buzz off mate and I'm just she like, was trying to blow you off constantly tell me, tell me about this thing she's like fuck <laughs> and then uh, three years later we still what one or over so you've snuck into her DMs <laughs> she's then come by the studio in you down You've shown up, you're looking at jewellery. Walk me through how you got from there to asking her out. I think well, I think what I did from that, from memory, is I I made a hat for her. I made a hat for her. Did you offer to do this? Yeah, I think so. Because I think she had a piece of jewellery that I wanted to put on a hat. So it was a trade. Um. So, but I was like, I'll make a hat for you. And I made and it. And you really... want jewelry? Ex- you want something in exchange, right? Yeah. And so you you make this hat. What what was the hat? It was a it was like a big wide brim, black hat, with a butterfly on the side of it. Did she still wear it? Yeah, it's a favorite it's thing. Cute. She, That's it's really a favorite thing she has. So you made this hat. Did you you brought it back to the studio in Newtown? Yeah, I think so. I think I I think yeah we did it. Or you said, or you say, listen, I made this hat really nice to. Maybe we could catch up for a coffee and yeah. give it to you. No, because I think it was like, I think I was like, oh, I've got this hat, here you go. Thanks, see ya. And then, no, <laughs> really? See ya. <laughs> was your voice all high-pitched and girly? Yeah, that's how I talk to girls. Okay, yeah. hot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, everyone's got their thing, right? It works for me. It works. Well, worked that one time. <laughs> worked that um, one time. Okay, so you, you bring the hat back into the studio. She was like, oh my God, fuck, you made this? Because she couldn't, she couldn't believe that I actually made them mm. and uh, I told her the story about it all and, and then we just had we had a lot in common and then B, she was in Bondi well she was in Coogee and then we had a lot of mutual friends and stuff like that it was kind of like how did the, uh, 
you glossing over like, how did you get to the coffee or the drinks or what was the date? How did that happen? You obviously asked her out. Give me the story. I think you made this hat for her. She's got the hat. Okay, so I won her over with with my high pitched voice and my creativity. We went to. I mean, it's irresistible, we right? Went, we went to the beach, and you asked her for the, the beach. day. Yeah, we, we organised a hangout at the beach and that was the day that COVID lockdowns happened. Oh, no. And I specifically remember she was... We were the only two on the beach in Coogee. Awesome. And uh, she was like, I'm not going in. And I was like, oh, we've got to go in. Like, there's a guy calling out to us through the... The bear system. He's like, can you get off the fucking beach? <laughs> And I was like, they're, they're only talking to us. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, I like this girl. Yeah. I, I think I can stick around with this girl. So she was like, basically, fuck off to the... She was like, I'm not going... This is the beach. I'm not, I'm not getting off the beach. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. Backbone. Yeah. So then... Do you... So just a quick side note. I remember jogging around Bronte Beach... And they had fucking fenced off the beach, like a small section, I think it was like half the beach where the sand is. And you couldn't access the yeah. sand of the beach. They had fenced it off with like proper sight fencing. <laughs> yeah. Scaffolding. Yeah, and if you if you went onto the sand, you were gonna get a fine. I remember reading a story of a guy who jumped the fence to jog on the sand in Bondi yeah. and got a fine. During COVID. Yeah, that was some crazy, some crazy Mate, shit. Mate, it was fucking insane. Yeah. A ca- cafes were still open, but you couldn't jog on the sand in yeah. Bondi. I, I honestly, that time was fucking wild. Yeah. That was a wild time. So, I, so don't, I do not blame you for being attracted to a girl that blew off that insanity. The, the, other, the other part of that whole thing was like, I'm naturally introverted, right? And so being in lockdown with someone who's also creative allowed us to create some of the best shit we've made. You know what I mean? We were actually doing lots of of cool stuff. And And you work like artistically influencing each other? Yeah, I mean, there's there's elements of like, she's like, can you shut up about hats? I don't care. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I've got to check myself. But she's definitely someone like she's she's definitely. What about like, hats do you talk about that she gets over? Just some dumb ideas that I've got for a design or something like. What do you think about this? And she's like, you you've told me that ten times. See, it's funny you're doing to her what I did to you. I remember I was asking all these questions and you're like, yeah, man, it's fucking cool, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Cool to fuck that. Yeah. And you're cool. probably doing this to her. Like, do you think it's cool? She's yeah. like, dude, it's cool. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> just make it. If you think it's cool, make it. <laughs> right, that's what you fucking said to me. Yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, having someone who is, who's who's equally as creative in, in your relationship, I think it helps a lot. It's high energy. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it plays its role. Mate, the story of how you got started yeah. is a cool story. But now you've introduced there's a love story that's blossomed as a result of your story which is just equally if not more interesting 
that's why I wanted to probe in. And I could see you were kind of uncomfortable sharing some of that stuff. Uh, I'm but not, I want to be honest, it's a really interesting story. It is interesting. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. I just have to uh, think about it because I can't remember it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, good, good. Yeah. I just was like picking up this kind of like, I was hesitating a lot. And I'm like, is he uncomfortable? Like, yeah. me being me, I'm like, I don't care. I wanted the story. I wanted to hear it. Yeah. Like, you know, the, I obviously care about you being uncomfortable, but I, I didn't care about the, the uncomfortableness or whatever I was picking up. Obviously, it wasn't that, but in that phase, the story is yeah. really interesting. It's, you it's a, built a hat for a girl. Like there's, that's like so romantic. If you I took it in and you built art for her, and then you know specifically for yeah. her, and then now you're on a date with her at the beach, and she's like telling the the PA guy to fuck off, and yeah. like show that's then you sort of thought that was attractive, and then what happened? Did you go out again after that? The beach day? Yeah, we just started dating after that. You, we're, we're lockdown buddies. You and Tasha. Yeah. But, you know, what's really interesting about that whole thing is the circle of, you know, it started from an, uh, from an old girlfriend and then it bloomed into a new one. You know what I mean? Like, Man, some of the best relationships come on the back of some of the worst. Yeah. Look, in my case, I'm really happy on the back of going on national television and having a shit time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and my relationships blossomed as a result of yeah. that. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I, I know what it's like. Yeah. Perspective. It's all it's perspective. perspective. I think um, asking you earlier about your positive message into the universe. Did we cover that? Yeah. I have a shit memory for that stuff sometimes. Yeah, lean into that. Lean into your calling is the. It's a really powerful message. Yeah. Lean into your calling. Yeah. Mine would be you are loved and you are enough, and you don't know that sometimes in life. You're someone's reason to smile, even if you don't know it. It's beautiful. My positive message for the day. Yeah, I love it, man. Should we on that note? I love, I love that. Loved everything about that. Dave, thank you so much. My pleasure, my man. It was really good. It's really good. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks. It's really good. Yeah. Man, yeah. I just I wanted to dig because people don't know that people don't know sometimes that their story, something could be really interesting to you and then super boring to the audience, right? Yeah. 90% of the shit that comes out of my mouth is. But then that little story about you and Tash, yeah. really cute. Yeah. Really cute. Love that. You know what? And that's that's what I was saying before. I was like, now having a having your your view, like a top-down view on, on that will elevate your conversational skills with people because you'll be able to you naturally can dig something out of someone and then doing it in a way where it makes people want to share their their story is like it's a fucking skill that a lot of people don't have you know it's mm-hmm. it's really important to be able to go man have you met this person they met through this and it's like this connector and then your job is done it's the done and that's that's the positive vibe you know like that's the but you are very naturally interesting. You don't. You probably don't see it. Right? I definitely. I, I definitely would say I don't see that. Yeah, but we're still rolling, just so you know. But um, yeah, you are very naturally interesting because you're quite a character. Yeah, and like not a lot of people are like you're just cool. You're just very cool. 
Yeah. And then I kind of want to like, why are you cool? Explain it to me. Like, so I want to get it. Yeah. And then now, because of that cool story, now you've got this like romance. It's like, that's another story. Yeah. 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 I wanted to explore that. I wanted to hear how that happened. It, like, you, you probably don't think it's a big deal, but to people listening, they're like, that's fucking really cool. Like, you yeah. made hats and now he's got a girl's number and now they're on a <laughs> date and now they're in love and now they're living together. Yeah. Now they're these two artists that live together. Like, you, you don't think it's cool. Yeah. To me, that's really cool. You're right, man. You are right. It is, uh, it is interesting to dissect your own story. This is part of the reason when you called me and it's like, hey, man, I've got this idea. I was like, yes. Because I don't, I don't know whatever, whatever path it could have gone down. It's just good to be able to talk about a story, you know? And I think once you do that more often, you, and you, I'll go out of you, I'll, I'll pick apart my own story. Like, man, fuck, I don't even think about that. Like, it's always You been always think of that shit after, hey? <laughs> Like, I like the thing is, man. There's so many times that I've had a conversation with someone, and even after starting this podcast, when like I'm like, "Fuck, man, I should have asked that question. I should have said this." But that is also the beauty of this: is it's imperfect, yeah. and it yeah, is yeah, yeah. raw, and it is organic. Exactly like what you appreciate about yeah. your work, right? Yeah. Is it just all kind of happens and falls together, and then in the end, its product is that it's actually really cool, and yeah. people gravitate towards it. And you don't really know what's going to be special about each podcast, yeah. but I can tell you that in the time we've spent together today, there's been a couple of really big nuggets of mm. gold in there, and one of them is the story of how you met Ash. Yeah, it's a really cool story. Another one is just the fact that you were just wearing this distressed hat down the street. So yeah. I stopped you and said, can you make one for me? Yeah. All of a sudden, this business is born. It's another really cool story. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, you don't know what's really cool about your own story because yeah. you believed it, right? Yeah. But to me, hearing it, like that's, I was blown away by that yeah, Tash yeah, story. Like, yeah. It's really cute. The meat cute of you got, if you're going into her little studio in Newtown and like, fidgeting around with all of her shit yeah, she's hung over and she kind of didn't <laughs> want to do it you know what I mean and then the next minute she's at the beach with you and Coogee and you guys are vibing yeah that's a cool story you probably didn't think of that no I mean you, you kind of glaze through it you know you, you do kind of think just, just, just another day but you're right and because I'm sitting here as the audience I'm like cool story yeah dick yeah I think that's uh, I mean we're naturally curious for everything right we're always interested in knowing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But, uh, man, I'm stoked to be part of... What are you working on next? What's big for you next? I'm going to start doing some clothes. Yeah. Um, my biggest hurdle... I'm just going to leave all this in, by the way. Yeah, yeah, do it, man. Uh, uh, my biggest hurdle is... It's like we ended with it, we kept going. It was like, oh, encore, <laughs> behind the scenes, cool. <laughs> That's the OnlyFans version. <laughs> yeah, pants off, show us what pants off. Um, yeah, look, I've got this new tattoo. It's right by my car. <laughs> um, so what's next for you? Clothing? Clothing. Delving into clothing. Yeah, so I will do the... Because I, I, I customise all my own stuff. And that's it. not like we stop recording and then you're like, fuck, bro, I fucking hate you. Why do you get me? You're like, no. you're a dick. <laughs> 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 and then I like, forgot to stop the record. That would have been actually pretty funny. So clothing. Clothing. Pants, jeans. What are we talking about? I'll start with jumpers. I'll do... I love that jumper. I have one. I've got one in the car for you. I've got one. Yeah, I've yes! Got one. I've got one. I love free shit. Especially your free shit. I've got a, I've got one for you. And love that. Uh, Is it a size women's small? 
Yeah, it's cropped. Beautiful. That's what I wanted. I want that belly button showing. Yeah, nice. I love that, man. I'm going to wear that fucking yeah, everywhere. Gotta find I'm going to be like a billboard for you. I, fucking, I had to piss. I did, I come in and that's what I fucking left in the car. But I'll go get it. That's but next, good, I'm, going to do, I'm going to do another collaboration with Springcourt Shoes. Um, some other brands have sort of reached out and they want to do some do some stuff together. But if it, make, if it doesn't make sense for me, then I just say no. But there's a couple of cool ones that I want to do. And then for me, it's just like... Uh, the spring court stuff is so fucking basic, which is kind of cool. Like, are they French? Is they're French. Name? Yeah, but their stuff is so basic and generic, so which kind of works for some brands, yeah? They, they... Okay, so this is a cool story. Nothing wrong with basics, but their stuff is so basic. Yeah. The stuff you did on their product was so cool. Like, I wanted it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I actually regret not buying. Can, can we, like, anyone listening, can we get that? Like, is that coming up again? We're going to do it again. I regret probably, not buying a pair of shoes. Probably in July. But they didn't have any in a women's size small when I was in there. Yeah, they didn't. We sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> to anyone listening, is it coming up again? It's more Spring Court more collabs. Sp- we're, doing a, we're doing another Spring Court collaboration probably in July. Anyone listening, July. This will be out by July. Yeah. Yeah. I'll and make I'm sure this is out hand- by July. Hand stitched designs on a on a whole range. July? All of July. All of July. Anyone listening? All of July. Yeah. You can get Bam Bam's collab yeah. with Spring Court, and you have to go and check it out. Like yeah. this stuff was really cool. The stuff I saw, like you were stitching, like your you'd stitch like these um, it looked like kind of like a heartbeat. Yeah. And then like a, it was just cool. Man. Yeah, but like, like, you got to get it. They uh, so they have a very basic silhouette that's what they're known for that canvas white tennis shoe yeah so my my idea was to leave it white but put my color all over it which is what made it so yeah. eye-catching yeah. right but i didn't anticipate how much work was involved in them so i was getting bits of leather and bits of i was doing a skull and a yeah. butterfly and all this sort of shit yeah and that's cool you ripped off my design bro that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah it was a strawberry skull actually i don't know why <laughs> I, I, call, should I, be, um, I should be getting some sort of like... <laughs> some uh, royalty. Yeah, some royalty for it. I'll put Can you, you in there. like a little gas light on the side <laughs> of one of your for me? And just, yeah, like a, like a burning match or something. <laughs> and that's burning on both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, this is the Harrison <laughs> Bam Bam. Yeah, two thousand two, two thousand three collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gaslighter edition. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Buy it or something. Or what was yeah. that thing that I said at the dinner party? Or else or some shit. I can't remember. I was just so pissed that everyone was talking over me and I was trying to get my yeah. screenshots out, bro. I really thought that was going to burn. Fuck, it just was a joke. Such a flop. Dick move on my end. But you know what? kind of don't regret that because I still feel like she should be way more embarrassed than I was for sharing it. Like, she's messaging someone I used to see to dig up dirt on me six weeks after we'd broken up. Yeah. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah, man. I, that's a whole... That's Nothing, a whole... Yeah. That's a whole other... Um, yeah, so in... In July... July, I'll do the shoes. Co- the, sh- the collab with Spring Court. Yeah. What else is coming out? I'm going to do... I'm going to launch the, the, the merch. So we'll do some... Where can we get the merch? branded on... Just through my Instagram is, is where I do. Do you have like an online store that you can link all this stuff to? Yeah, I do. I have got a website. Got everything on there. Um, 
But then, you know, like caps and stuff, like different kind of things. I've got lots of like snapbacks, but I love it being a snapback. Doing a snapback. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I love growing always wearing snapbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I just refuse to grow up and just dress like a 90s member of NSYNC boy band kind of shit. Well, that's the beauty of that's the beauty of that the cycle will come back around at some point. Yeah, I'll be cool again. Wait yeah. long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be like a sixteen-year-old dude wearing that like cool twenty-year-old shit. Ride a skateboard. Um, yeah, yeah. I do ride a skateboard. Bro, I'm such a cliche. Now that you mentioned it, I ride a fucking skateboard. Like I'm such a fucking cliche. I can, I, fix, cool. I can fix those holes in your jeans too. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would actually love to send you some stuff, and you can like yeah. band band that for me. Um, yeah. But man, yeah, like, so anyone that's following along, we can go to your Instagram online store, we can get the merch, anything else that's coming up? Um, just, uh, just get, those are massive deals. Kind so. of, yeah. For me, my biggest, my biggest focus is doing the custom work and getting the story out there. That's for me is the, is the, um, is the, where my focus is at. Yeah. Cool. Telling that story, getting some getting some coverage, get it on the Momoas and the Ed Sheerans and stuff like that. Yeah, Jason, if you are listening, like, would a fucking post kill you? No, I mean, and tag Bam Bam. Maybe he's been tagging Bam Bam and not VX anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That character from Flintstones yeah, is getting like, like a Korean, massive. Korean K pop star. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, like, you're, you're homeless, like really struggling. And then, like, yeah, some <laughs> Korean K pop star, like doing really well out of it. I have to do some uh, TikTok dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Thank you. Nah, Thanks for I really appreciate it, bro. Oh, We've ran way over, but um, you know what? Like a bit of behind the scenes chat. Never a bad thing. Dude, man. It's like 20% extra if people didn't know they were going to do it. Love it, man. Love it. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.